on May 23rd. I want to go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil Returns. We've already hunted werewolves and demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okie dokie. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have visions of hell. Make it stop. Make it shut up. You're not gonna survive this. Evil. The final season. Streaming May 23rd. Only on Paramount+. Plus. Hello and welcome to the 24-7 Sports College Basketball Show. I'm your host, Trey Scott. Today, we are counting down 24-7 Sports' preseason top 25 rankings with the help of national basketball writer Kevin Flaherty. Before we get started, we'd love for you guys to head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star rating. Let's go. The defending national champion Virginia Cavaliers come in at number 11 in 24-7 Sports' preseason college basketball top 25 rundown. And Kevin, this is uh, quite a better summer than they had last year when they were coming off the uh, the hangover of being the first number one seed to lose to a number 16 seed. But Virginia had that magical NCAA tournament run. Uh, they used all nine of their lives, and they lost three starters, three sort of legendary Virginia players. What gives you the faith to have them number 11? Well, two of the starters they return are, are pretty darn good. You know, Mamadi Diakite is somebody that a lot of people are are pointing at for for all ACC honors, especially when you look at the way that he ended last season and the way he played through the, the Final Four run. Uh, and, and then Kihei Clark back at point guard. And I think Clark is somebody that has more in the tank than what he showed last year, just a freshman last year, and, and found his way onto the court and was a starter, you know, through the clutch run. And, of course, those two teamed up for that huge, huge basket against Purdue that uh, that saved the season. You know, Kihei Clark cracking down the ball in the backcourt, shoveling it ahead to Diakite, who hit the shot at the buzzer to send the game into overtime. Uh, Diakite is somebody who allowed Virginia to play a different way when they needed to last year because Virginia – has always used this blocker-mover offense, which is maybe a little bit more stagnant. Uh, and they did it with Jack Salt, you know, sort of their giant Aussie center, uh, basically just bodying guys up and destroying them with screens. And as Virginia went on, they, they found that there were going to be times that they needed to spread things out a little bit more. And so Diakite's ability to play both the four and the five last year and when he started playing the five, you know, Salt became a reserve, came off the bench. Clark slid into the starting lineup at that point, giving them a three-guard lineup. DeAndre Hunter went to the four where he was, you know, maybe most effective. But Diakite moving to the five opened all of that up. They were able to play a lot more spread sets with his athleticism, with the way that he's able to guard ball screens. And, and I think this year with, with the guys that uh, – with the guys that are gone, we could see even more from Diakite than we saw last year. Yeah, they're projected to, to be starting Diakite at the four with a big new 7-1 center, Jay Huff, big part of the program the last few years to sort of assume Jack Salt's role as the uh, the tough guy, the screener. So Diakite has been working on his outside game, so that'll be interesting. My question here, and I, I, I do want to get to their incoming recruiting class, which I'm excited about. My question is, Kihei Clark at five foot nine. Does he? How different is this offense going to be operated compared to Big Old Ty Jerome, 
all six with five of them. Do we? Do, does Virginia change up their offensive system at all? I don't think so because I think the guys that you'll see Clark paired with will, will be Casey Morsell, the freshman, and then Thomas Wolde Tensai, uh, the the junior college transfer, which will give them a little bit of size. Braxton Key uh, certainly in that mix could play a role, uh, a lot like what DeAndre Hunter did in terms of being that that versatile three four guy, and he's had some success too. The thing that that's fun about the the lineup with Huff is. Huff made 45% of his three-pointers last year. And so with Diakite's ability to get away from the basket, you know, and, and play from the outside, Huff's ability to do the same thing, you have a front court that has tremendous size if you go with Huff at 7-1, Diakite at 6'9", with, yep, yep. you know, 9'37 wingspan or, or whatever he has, and, and, and Braxton Key at 6'8", at, at the three, you know, that's got tremendous size in that group. And so I, I think that they're they're going to operate it at a similar level. Obviously, Jerome's height gave him some advantages that Clark isn't going to enjoy in terms of being able to see over the defense, find passes, and, and quite frankly, just being able to rise up and shoot over the top of somebody, which Jerome did, did so well. But I, I think that this is a, a group in general that could both be really tall, really big, and yet still have the the multiple dimensions that you're looking for. So Casey Morsell, number 56, playing the 24-7 sports composite, shooting guard from Washington, D.C., was the USA Today Player of the Year. Sort of, is he the next Kyle guy? And I don't mean the sharpshooter like that, but I mean maybe just the go-to scorer, kind of the face of the program eventually. I think he will be, yeah. And he, he was a tremendous gift for him, unless, I guess, you look at the – the 2020 class yes, because yes. Virginia's 2020 class is, is off the charts. And so there's the potential that he could, you know, play really well this year, look like, Hey, I, I'm the guy for the future. And then one of the members of next year's class, which is currently ranked number four in the 24 seven sports composite, maybe Jabri Abdurrahim, you know, the, the son of uh, Sharif Abdurrahim, you know, maybe he winds up becoming that guy, but but Morsel somebody who's going to be in that discussion. And, and like you were saying, with with regard to sort of the Hunter guy, uh, Jerome triumvirate. You know, you you need multiples of those guys, and they're going to step up at different moments. And I think Morsel is going to be a building block, and going to be one of Virginia's you know next three, if you will. Yeah. So let's talk about Tony Bennett's recruiting, and then we'll get out of here. So. The, the 2016 class that was the rock of their title was ranked number seven. That included Kyle Guy, Ty Jerome, DeAndre Hunter, and, and Jay Huff. Those are all top 100 players. Okay, so the next year, 2017, the class ranks 98th. The year after that, and bear with me, in 2018, the class ranks 65th. And uh, 2019, it gets a little bit better, 93rd, or, or 23rd, and that's a class with more sell. Is, is he recruiting – and, I, and I, again, I know that Kyle Guy class was ranked really high and then the others sort of were wandering through the wilderness. Is this, is this a cyclical thing? Are recruits starting to finally pay attention to Virginia given that they have been a national powerhouse now for so many years and just won a national championship? But the recruiting seems on, on the up and up. Yeah, I think the recruiting's on the up and up. I don't know if it's attributable to the national title – the fact that they've had multiple guys go on to the NBA and have some success either in the league, if you're talking about Malcolm Brogdon 
or, you know, in the draft, if you're talking about DeAndre Hunter, you know, all of a sudden you look at where Hunter was drafted, some of that criticism from opposing teams that you get, you know, where, where people basically say, oh, no, you don't want to go to Virginia. The tempo's too slow. You're, uh, the NBA won't notice you. It, it's not really holding water. And so I don't know if it's a combination of those factors or, or what the deal is. I will say that one of the things that Tony Bennett has done really well is he's been able to identify players that fit. And he doesn't seem to care as much whether they're a top 50 guy, whether, you know, they're ranked somewhere down the list. You know, DeAndre Hunter wound up being a lottery pick, and he was somebody redshirted his freshman season. Jay Huff was a top 100 guy, like you said, redshirted his freshman season. And so he's not afraid to go out and get guys that he could see positive traits in that could be developed down the line as well as guys that, that everybody wants, if they're able to get in there and form those relationships. And I think that that's maybe the key to, to the recent uptick in, in recruiting was they've done a great job with, with Morsell, with, you know, Abdul Rahim getting in there early, you know, forming these relationships and, and being able to take advantage of them. And so with the national title ring, you know, on his finger with the, the NBA success and, and and all of those different things is, you know, them landing these sorts of classes, the new normal. I, I don't know, because I think a little bit, they're still going to keep looking for, you know, the, the Deandre hunters or, or maybe some of the guys who are just a little bit overlooked, you know, within that number four class, you have Jabri Abdul Rahim, who, you know, is a top 40 guy. You've got Reese Beekman, who's a top 50 guy or 55 guy, excuse me. And then you've got, you know, Carson McCorkle, who's, you know, outside of the top 100. And so I think you're going to continue to see them evaluate the same way that they have. But maybe if they have a chance to, to open a few more doors than they had three or four or five years ago, they're, they're going to go ahead and get in with those guys. That'll wrap up our look at number 11, Virginia. They're going to miss Kyle Guy. They're going to miss DeAndre Hunter, Ty Jerome. But they still got Tony Bennett. Still got the pack line defense. I'm pretty excited for this new era of Virginia basketball. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 